The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. Now we're recording after that. Okay, officially going on episode one of the Spin Doctrine podcast. This is a podcast about uh, media figures and how they're all going to get us killed. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah, I'm I'm Travis Reyes. That's where you idiots say your name. I'm I'm Kenny, man. We were having a, a stare off to see who was gonna go next. Okay, uh, I can only see yeah. one at a time. It like flashes between. Oh shit! Kenny and I it's weird because I'm looking at the soundboard. <laughs> uh, and I'm Amador Salazar. Yeah. All right. How you guys doing? Yeah. I'm quarantine. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I got a. I got yelled at at a barbecue place today. I was picking up my lunch. Oh, that's cool. that's pretty cool. I went in, and I think the guy thought it was like an Uber driver. When I picked up my food, he was like, "Do I have a do I have like a cool? You have a bag to keep it warm. You need like a bag to keep it warm. People complain about their food getting cold." And I was like, "I don't. I live down the street." And he was like, "Oh," he just stormed back to the kid. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then everyone, everyone in the restaurant, like working there, just kind of went. I don't know. I guess he just, I guess he just screams at people. He doesn't want their food to get cold. And I was like, dude, I paid you money for this food. <laughs> <laughs> He's just screaming at me. It was weird. He's just trying to be considerate. Do it in a less fucking uncut jewels way, uncut gems <laughs> way, whatever the fuck the movie's called. Just screaming at me in a Brooklyn accent. Gotta, gotta get it back. Keep your food warm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, dude. I live like a block away. Man. Yeah. How are so, you doing in Seattle, Kenny? Uh, I'm alright. It's uh, crazy up here. We've been like quarantined for like a month and a half now. Yeah, they're using so your like, football stadium as a hospital, right? Yeah, it's being converted. The military drove up here and is like converting the football stadium into a hospital. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take pictures with all the Humvees. nice men yeah. in uniform? Oh, yeah. You could, uh, it looks fucking creepy as shit. Well, we're going to be like that soon because fucking Greg Abbott wants to uh, have everyone yeah. go back to work here. So we're going to have yeah. stadiums be hospital soon because <laughs> we live in a shithole state that's going to make us all die. He's going to open all the malls and just have a bunch of fucking Easter Bunny, like, photo ops, and we're all going to die. It's, it's going to be pretty cool. We should have elected a Beto president. <laughs> then this one would be happening. <laughs> <laughs> that guy makes me sad. 
Yeah, he makes, he makes, yeah, he makes all of us sad. He's, <laughs> he's a stupid guy. He's like, really, he like tricked all of us. We're like, yeah, just beat Ted Cruz, and they cut it. And he's like, I'm gonna be president now. Like, man, they just got stupider and stupider over time. Yeah, isn't his name Robert O'Rourke? He's like Irish. He's like 100% Irish, right? Yep, Bob yeah, O'Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> his name's Robert O'Rourke. Yeah. Friends with the Mars Volta, or he was until they were like, <laughs> "Fuck you, we're not converting Bernie." Yeah, Cedric uh, posted something on Instagram where he's just like, "How could you betray everybody? What the fuck?" And then like just had a big picture of like Bernie eating <laughs> weed or something. <laughs> and uh, I guess they're not friends anymore. I don't know. Hillary Clinton saying that Joe Biden's building a co- the same coalition she had, which is weird and. Not a good thing to say, which is weird. She doesn't get that. Yeah. What's weird is that they're like, instead of a Hillary Clinton type, they just got an old white guy with dementia to run a campaign. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. It's perfect because if you attack him on his record, he doesn't remember any of it. No. (laughs) Yeah, he'll just be like, don't shit in my lap or tell me it's raining on Tuesday. And you'll be like, fuck, all right, man. (laughs) He'll just, like, leave. You know what the fuck he's talking about? Talks like that Looney Tunes rooster. Just stuttering and speaking in weird southern colloquials that aren't real. God, that guy's gonna get crushed hard, dude. You you see that clip of him talking about kids rubbing his leg hair? Yeah. It's like, oh, I know about cockroaches. Kids touch my legs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope he brings up corn pop in like the debates, presidential debates. So he's just like, you know, they just spend like ten minutes on corn pop. You know what I was thinking about today that made me like laugh, but also really sad at the same time. Like this guy got caught in a like a public lie about like getting arrested for Nelson Mandela. Yeah, like caught in it, and he admitted he's like, yeah, I just made it up. Like, that should have been the end of his thing. It's like, oh, that's insane. That's an insane thing to do. Is to just go, yeah, I got arrested for Nelson Mandela. And then when they go, no, you did it. He's like, yeah, you're right, I did it. You don't get to be president. It's crazy that he... He just did... He probably just did that thing where he, like, blinks a lot and just, like, stumbles all over his words. And he's like, no, that was a stutter. And then, like, everyone's like, oh, sure. Well, he has this this quote... This is okay. He has this quote... There's this thing I'm reading. The, I read this book about him, the one that was free on like Verso. Yes, there's like a, yeah. There's like a story where he's like, uh, he said like on a campaign trail, he's like, when he was running in the '80s, he's like, yeah, I never wanted to be president. And this nun, who like taught him in school, like showed everyone this paper that he wrote that was like, I want to be president. And then his <laughs> excuse was like, I don't know if his, I don't know if the excuse was for this, but he used this excuse where he's like. Sometimes when I get angry, I just exaggerate the truth. It's like, that's not... That's not what anger is. It's like, punch a wall. You just lie when you're angry. <laughs> what an insane thing to say. No, you, you lie about getting arrested in apartheid South Africa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do really specific <laughs> lies. You don't do like... Like, I get an angry lie if you do, like, the weird Alex Jones angry lies. Like, when he's upset, he's like, I murdered 30 men! And he just, like, loses his shit. 
Amador, <laughs> you've heard of that, right? Where he just like loses his shit and like confesses to murders. <laughs> Arthur, you there, Amador? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, you know, you know the shit Alex Jones does when he gets like really angry and he just like confesses to crimes. Sure, he's, he's just, well, like he's always just like threatening violence on yeah, the like, old nation state. Yeah, he'll like, go like, if you fuck with me, I'll bash your head in like I did that guy when I was thirteen. Like I give that kind of lie when you're angry, but Joe Biden lies about the civil rights when he's angry, which is insane. <laughs> like just get this stubbing his toe in his house and his wife's like are you okay and he's like I got arrested at a diner sit-in <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about it's like oh he's angry okay or he'll just mention how you almost got in a fight with corn pop and he did that for civil rights or whatever I don't know like just gets a speeding ticket looks at the cop and he's just like I'm the one who gave Malcolm X that fucking Karate in prison. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Just a ridiculous yeah. asshole, dude. And yeah. Yeah, so that's what this podcast is about. Uh, yeah. Because we're going to dive into different media figures every week because they're the reason we're here. They all sure. coalesced around Joe Biden, and people thought he was a functioning, non raping yeah. human. And now we're just stuck yeah. with him. <laughs> now, yeah. 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 Fun. Yeah. So today for our first episode, we're talking about what I thought was a fun one. But he turns out to just be really, well, there's a lot of fun stuff in here, but he's a boring guy. Uh, we're talking about Rush <laughs> Limbaugh. <laughs> from, from just I, had like, a, I had a lot of excitement. To look up stuff about Rush Limbaugh, and I was like, I was very disappointed. So, Ken, very... you did like the research. I just like while I was like working, just had his radio showing in the background, and it's like really, it's, it's really boring. And it's, it's <laughs> he's he's not exciting at all, but he does do some weird stuff. And I let me just start with like a few examples of the weird shit he does. And then we'll throw some clips at the end of more modern stuff. But like, um, he does this thing every Friday called, uh, or it's like call Collins. But the first hour he just reads emails, which I'm pretty sure he just wrote to himself. Cause they're weird shit. Like it's like this emails from unnamed Patriot 67. And he says, rush, I don't care. The mainstream media cause you're fat and ugly and stupid and dumb. <laughs> You keep doing what you do, and I'm like, either either you're getting like trolled hard, or you're like writing this self affirmation to yourself and pretending it's an email. And he does it a lot. He did it like three times when I was listening. He also Holy talks shit. about Trump like personally calling him and being like, "How are you doing? You're a brave, healthy, good boy." <laughs> These people have a weird relationship with Trump that they don't have with any other president like even with like i don't know like bush or reagan uh they have like a weird respect for this fucking guy that is unwarranted and weird right and they like just like like 
him and Rush are probably like the same age. There's no reason for Rush to be like the president called and said, "I'm daddy's good boy. I'm healthy and strong." <laughs> it's weird as shit. They have this weird like. I don't know. And it's weird because you can tell that him and Donald Trump are peers because there'll be times where he'll just be like, he'll call him like Donald, and it'll be like. I mean, President Trump, and I'll have to correct himself, because it's like, yeah, motherfucker, this guy's not like an, you don't see this guy as an authority figure, he's just like a dude you knew for like 20 years, and all of a sudden he's the president. Yeah, that'd be like Amador becoming our boss. Yeah, and then it's like, and then it's going like, yeah, Amador, and then going, I mean, Mr. Salazar. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Salazar told me I'm pretty and handsome and good, and they fed me crackers out of his hand. He's so fucking smart and handsome. I love him. <laughs> no, These are all things you all say, and I don't employ you. I don't pay you all to do that. Donald Trump doesn't pay you pay us either. Oh, that reminds me of another weird call he got, which I'm sure was fake. It was this like weird roofer from New Jersey who was like, "Yeah, me and my crew are still working, even though we're sick. Uh, the virus <laughs> is blown out of proportion." It's just this crazy, and then at one point he was like, yeah, I worked for Mr. Trump, he's the best boss I ever had, I made Baron's nursery, he's the best, most fair boss, I'm like, you didn't, you didn't get paid, dude. A fucking nursery. That kid is huge, he's like 6'4 now or something. Baron? Yeah, yeah dog dude. shit, dude. He's better than Rourke, he's better than son. He's six four, just like his dad, Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> yeah. No, but this guy was like going on. He's like Trump's fair and good. Me and my crew worked on Barry's nursery when he was a baby, and he's like the most fair boss I ever had. I'm like, that's not what every other person who's worked for him said. Yeah. He's like famous for not paying people. You weird liar. Yeah, he's famous <laughs> for like cutting off contracts and then like all these construction companies would have to go under because yeah he just would like pull the money out from under them yeah so i don't think this guy knows what good is apparently not to be fair he's like yeah I'm, i have coronavirus and i'm working on a roof right now it's like all right <laughs> you're gonna be dead soon anyway so it doesn't matter if you got ripped off or not <laughs> but yeah we'll get into more stuff for the uh present day stuff towards the end, but I just wanted to get that in while it's fresh. That I'm sure he writes yeah. emails to himself and reads them on air. <laughs> Alright, so Kenny, you want to jump into his uh, colorful past? Yeah. Yeah, so what I found out is he's from a very affluent family in Missouri. Ooh. And he was born in, like, 1951. So I don't know how old that makes him, but... Uh, he was born in Jaredu, Missouri. That's a his dad, that's a real place. That's a Dune character. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called, Jaredu? Jaredu, I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> All right. His Gross. dad like, made the airport there. They have an airport in this town. No one's ever heard of. Yeah, he got there. Uh, he got an airport put in the city or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> What is it like, Sim City? Like you just—I've <laughs> never heard of this fucking place. And it has an airport. Yeah. Uh... Oh, it's probably one of those weird, like, 
single plane hangar airports. It can't be like a real airport. That would be annoying if I don't. I don't know. All right, so his dad put an airport in the middle of this fake dune town. Yeah, his dad was also like a World War II pilot and like a very successful lawyer. Oh, like so his dad's had... cool as shit. His dad's like a fighter pilot, yeah. lawyer, sim steady master. And like uh, he has like cousins that were appointed like uh, like federal judges by like George W. Bush and like an uncle that was appointed by like Ronald Reagan. So like his family's like crazy, like successful and affluent and like politically connected. And then like one of the things that's like consistent through his life is that his dad wants him to be a lawyer. And he's just (laughs) this like fucking guy that likes like, that likes like morning zoo radio hosts. So his shows are, so his shows are like trying to be like shock jock things, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, they were, because now it's... Oh, boy, it's not that. <laughs> yeah, but for, like, the first 30 years of his career, he was just trying to... He was, like, a top 40s DJ. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, he would just, like, say hits, and... Um... <laughs> All right, here's some Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, reading his biography, like, nothing happened his entire childhood... And it just, like, skips ahead to his high school years. And uh, um, he was described as, like, being introverted and kind of like this weird, like, fat guy that nobody liked. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. Like, his biography didn't even have quotes from his classmates. Like, Like, I don't think he was memorable. It was like a weird thing to read because they asked people about him and I like they didn't. I don't you think remember? anybody remembered him. <laughs> so he wasn't like weird. He was just like a th- everyone didn't like him. He was just like an extra in his own life. He's just hanging out. <laughs> That's like uh, a weird common thing though with a lot of these like radio shock jockey people. Where they're just, like, dork virgins in high school who are just, like, super into fucking Casey Kasem or some shit. It's weird. Yeah. I I have... There's, like, a weird story in here about how he, like, hid out in the backseat of his friend's car. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that he could, like, watch his friend make out with his girlfriend and then, like, take notes on how to kiss a girl. <laughs> 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 you're, you're making this shit up. No, yeah, there's no way this is real. There's a biography written about him, and it says there's like a quote about how he like used to hide out in his friend's car and like watch him make out and like take notes. Like, well, this is how you kiss girls. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he was thirty. <laughs> I'm just imagining this fat little kid, like, hiding in the back of a station wagon, just breathing heavily, like, taking notes. His friend is just, like, making out with a chick. Oh, and he was, like, born in 1951. So this is, like, during the 60s. Yeah. It's, like, them driving up to, like, make out point or whatever. Yeah, the drive-in or whatever fucking weird lame shit they did in the 60s. Yeah. 
And then, like, looking in the back seat and fucking, like, Rush Limbaugh's jerking off. Like, <laughs> 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 It'd be the creepiest thing. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, like, so, like, no girl touched him in high school at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, a Not weird story. Accident? Like, oh, sorry, a girl didn't, like, shake his hand and he, like, come or some weird shit? No. Oh, man. <laughs> There's, like, this story about him playing spin the bottle at a party. And, like, this girl spins the bottle and it lands on him. And it's said in this biography that she, like, gasped. Like, <laughs> <gasps> and then she broke the bottle and slid her off the road. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she refused to kiss him. And it's, like, <laughs> written in the biography in, like, this, like, weird dramatic way. Like, she couldn't do it. Not with him. <laughs> <laughs> was was the biography you looked at was it supposed to be written in a with a favorable point of view towards him because so yeah. far it sounds like yeah pretty much yeah it was that... supposed to be favorable like it's like supposed to be neutral in tone because it's not anti-rush limbaugh at all but it's like every person it seems pretty anti-rush Oh, yeah, Rush, he's like a fat fucking loser. I don't know. I don't really have an opinion about him. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's that's funny that this guy set out to be like, look, I'm not going to shit on the guy, but I'm not going to praise the guy. I'm going to be neutral. New, I'm going to be as neutral as I can be. And then everyone he talked to was like, yeah, he was like a fat, great piece of shit who like watches make out jerked off in the back of the <laughs> cars. <laughs> Like, this is all I have about his childhood. It's like, hey, you know Rush Limbaugh? He's like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, you know, Denise was supposed to kiss him. We were playing Kiss the Bottle, and she threw up. And <laughs> She vomited. She vomited and committed, committed seppuku. <laughs> his dad was like a badass World War II fighter pilot lawyer. He's just like a fat voyeur. <laughs> So that's his childhood? Uh, pretty much. His dad got him a radio show when he was 16 years old because his dad like owned a radio station oh, in the town. Okay, grew up so in. it's like Alex Jones. Yeah. His he dad this... was a dentist who bought him a radio show. Wait, pretty he was much. A dentist? I thought his dad was a scientist that found out that there was a nuclear reactor underneath UT. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think Rush Limbaugh is Alex Jones's dad. Oh my god! That'd be so great. <laughs> I, I don't think either of them know it. Just imagine them two like sitting at Thanksgiving table, just <laughs> screaming. Yeah, pass the potatoes. They <laughs> <laughs> both just yelling the whole time. Just lying about how much they fuck. <laughs> Uh, the good part in this doc, uh, in the biography I read was so that he got into radio because he like he was super obsessed with like this DJ like this morning radio DJ. Right. And then they asked him about like rock and roll, and he was like, "Eh, I didn't really like rock and roll. It was about rebellion and blue jeans, and I never <laughs> owned a pair of blue jeans." So he's like really only into radio for like the talking the parts. Kids. Yeah, the <laughs> Wait, he's like he's never just, owned I'm a pair of like blue jeans? 
no, and this is like in the '60s with like the Beatles and like Rolling Stones, like like are but, just starting. And yeah. he's like, I don't like that. I like Kid Craddock in the morning. <laughs> 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 Just imagine, like, listening to the Top 40 radio and the guys being like, hey, cool cats and doggies and radio land. We got some groovy tunes for you coming up on the ones and twos. And they'd be like, that's good stuff. And then fucking Hey Jude starts and you just go, okay, enough of that. You just turn it off. <laughs> just looking at your watch waiting for, like, two minutes to go by and then turn it back on. That was Hey Jude and the Beatles. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is our good stuff. This is some dipshit talk. I <laughs> would have loved podcasts. <laughs> that's fucking, like, that's fucking crazy because it's like the only medium that they had. It, yeah, because like, the they didn't have like too, talk like, radio really back then, right? It was like they had DJs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just like, was literally just into a music DJ. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, there's quotes about that guy. Yeah, read some of them. I want to hear. Yeah, there's a. So he was like obsessed with this guy in Chicago named Larry Lujak. <laughs> Larry Lujak? Yeah. And he hosted a show that like they picked up in Missouri. It was like a national show. Okay. And they, and they asked this guy about Rush Limbaugh later on when he was like successful. And I, and, and he was like, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> they asked Larry Lujak about Rush Limbaugh? Yeah, they asked him about Rush Limbaugh, and he's like, I don't understand that guy's a pill. Oh, And shit. They, they asked him about Howard Stern, and, like, he's kind of a conservative guy, so he's like, I'd rather listen to Rush Limbaugh than Howard Stern, but I, at least I understand Howard Stern's appeal. Okay. <laughs> and Rush Limbaugh like idolized this guy and he and then when they asked him about him he was just like I don't know why he's successful I don't I, don't I like Howard Stern more I like the yeah. fart man guy more than Rush Limbaugh <laughs> Jesus this guy he seems like a punching bag for the first 20 years of his life yeah pretty much and then also, he got into radio because he thought it would make him popular at high school. Oh, no. It didn't work. But he's already <laughs> jerking off in the back of cars, so... <laughs> Wait, think... so when did, he start, when did he start working in radio? He was 16. Oh, Jesus Christ. His dad owned the radio station and got him a show on the radio station. What right, was right. he doing on the radio since he hated music and blue jeans? There wasn't, like, a lot in the documentary, or a lot, not documentary, but biography about, like, what his show at 16 was like. Okay. But I think it was just, like, a basic DJ gig. Like, I thought, like, I think in his head it was just, like, a way to get popular. Oh, okay. It's like getting your foot in the door into the industry. It's a daddy gave you a whole radio station. Did, imagine, much. imagine being a D, like, listening to the radio in, like, the late 60s, 70s, dacing confused times. Everyone just smoking weed and free love, and you and Rush Limbaugh were like, "All right, that was free ride," but like, don't smoke pot or wear blue jeans. <laughs> Goodbye. And just, like in between these weird, like fucking Grateful Dead songs, it's just Rush Limbaugh breathing heavy at you. Imagine like driving out to like make out point with your girlfriend, making out with her. 
like listening to Rush Limbaugh on the radio, and then like looking in the back seat. <laughs> He's like, there with the soundboard. <laughs> Just a microphone in one hand, jerking off. Like, all right, we're here in the back of my friend's convertible ball. He's, He's going to teach me how to kiss girls. <laughs> Get on, heavy. Let's play. I don't know. Let's play Hitler's speeches. <laughs> they turn the radio off, and you just still hear it. It's just Rush Limbaugh going, Sweet emotion. Just singing like Aerosmith song. <laughs> All right, so we thought it would make him popular, and it obviously didn't work. He's no, fucking uh, the children, like the teenagers he went to high school with, thought he was a snob. That's pretty much it. I mean, he is, though. He hates blue jeans and music and shit. He's 16 and he won't wear blue jeans? What the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> he would later, uh, Rush Limbaugh would later be said that, like, as a kid, he enjoyed the company of adults more than he mm. enjoyed the company of other kids. Wow, that's not creepy at all. Yeah, so he's like one of those kids that's like best friends with the teacher, I'd assume. Yeah, they ate lunch mm. like they ate lunch like in like the math teacher's room. Yeah, but uh, what I'm about to get into is my favorite part. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. So he graduated in like 19. 68 like 1969 nice from high school 69. and the Viet the vietnam war was still going on and uh, for a while he was getting educational deferments because he was in college but then he dropped out of college and basically he drew his number in the lottery system and it was a number that was like you're definitely going to vietnam. over to vietnam to die in war, right? <laughs> you specifically, <laughs> you jerk-off guy, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he ended up getting a medical deferment, and the first, for, for two medical conditions, one was an injury, because he had played football in high school. Okay. And they said he had injured his knee. But his, like, football coach was later interviewed about that, and he was like, oh, no, that guy never got injured. Yeah, he probably never played. Yeah, so he was... <laughs> and then jerking the off second the sidelines. The second thing, the reason, the second medical condition was he has this thing called a pylodinal cyst, or pylonidal cyst. What is what that? It's a, it's a fucking cyst. On his ass? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a I think it's coming out as pylonidal. But it's like this fucking gross cyst on your ass that gets really <laughs> that gets really infected and it's fucking disgusting. Like it oozes pus and blood and it stinks like it's <laughs> I, did they interview the military doctor that had to reveal that diagnosis to him? Oh, did they no, do like a physical or they no. didn't even make it to that point? No, he never got a physical because what happened was his his doctor, which is like was a like prominent member in the community and like really close friends with his dad, who's like the super successful like World War II vet. Basically, yeah. they they wrote a letter to the draft board. 
And we're like, oh, no, my son can't serve in the military because he's got, like, pus seeping out of his asshole. <laughs> Wait, so does he really have this? Or were they just like, what's, like, a thing that will get him out? No. No, he has it. And it's worse because his dad, who's the World War II, like, fighter pilot, also has it. And, <laughs> and he served, obviously, in World War II. So... Good for... All right. <sighs> God, this guy is fucking... All right. It's interesting that that's, like, hereditary, apparently. Fucking just pussy assholes? Pussy the... <laughs> If there's one thing about the Limbaugh family lineage, we all have pus coming out of our assholes. My father, my father had a pussy asshole. His father's father had a pussy asshole. Or <laughs> family of uh, pussy asshole men. <laughs> Oh, what's what's weird is there's like fucking three pages dedicated to his pussy asshole in a biography about himself. <laughs> Wait, did he write this book himself? Oh no! Oh, God, no. In his biography, it's like, did you write this biography? It seems mean as shit. <laughs> is this like Can an authorized biography? Up on the spot. There's no way this is authorized. Why would Rush Limbaugh let this out? <laughs> so far, all I've learned is he like jerks off in the back of cars. Is a pussy asshole. A girl got depression because she had to kiss him, and he hated blue jeans. He's just like a weird. I don't know. I want to bully this guy in high school. He's like the exact opposite of like 1960s rebellion. He's like the version. Of the 1960s that like went to bed or was like at home at curfew and like didn't rebel at all <laughs> and also had like pus and fucking out of his asshole seeping out of his fucking Jesus asshole Christ. yeah he couldn't wear blue jeans and be out late at night that's probably why he wore blue jeans because he just had like that whole situation it's like I need to wear pants to air this fucking shit <laughs> out wear, yeah I gotta wear gym shorts all the time <laughs> god damn it alright so, so that's why he didn't fight in Vietnam <laughs> so what is he like 20 what's he like 20 at this point what's, up? what's he like 20 at this point he's like college age right yeah he would have been like 1920 man that's like a rough first 20 years <laughs> it seems not great. Not ideal for your first... No. Girls right. just getting scared of him. He's like seeping <laughs> fluids out of his asshole. It's not good. Hiding in the back of cars, hosting a radio show no one listens to. Yeah, it's funny. It, it's weird to even picture him having like a regular... So like a regular... Just being a regular DJ. Yeah. On like radio. Also, you know when we were all doing this research, like the fact that he worked for the NFL for a while is insane. Like, I didn't know that. So you texted us that, but what did he do for the NFL? So he was on, uh, the ESPN Sunday NFL countdown pregame show, apparently. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Which is like, you know, that's, how much more mainstream can you get there? You know, like you're on NFL Sunday, just like millions of people that watch that shit. Like, 
but yeah, well, yeah what year was this? he had to resign from that yeah for what because he <laughs> jerking off there was the this, like the quarterback for the eagles or i think the eagles donovan McNabb. okay yeah yeah he said that guy was only uh in the position he was because of like affirmative action what yeah yeah the, oh so he was doing quote. this in the 90s like 2000s, 90s? Because McNabb was like... It was like early 2000s. Yeah, because yeah. McNabb was like a quarterback when I was a kid. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, I uh, just lost the... Okay, so here's the quote. He's like, I think what we've had here is a little concern in the NFL. Uh, the media has been very desirous that a black quarterback do well. Uh, um, there is little hope invested in McNabb, and he got a lot of credit for the performance of this team that he didn't deserve. The defense carried this team. So just one of those things where he's not willing to give Donovan McNabb any credit, and it's all just Dude. because he thinks there's a media con- narrative that you know the media basically wants uh, more black quarterbacks. Do you happen to have the year of this team? <clears throat> I'm sorry, what? Do you happen to have the year of this team? Uh, the, so, let's see. Well, he made those comments in, like, 2003. Yeah, 2003. Okay, so let me look up that's the team I'm thinking it is. I'll be, <clears throat> I'll be right back. All right. I think, uh, this. I think that's the Terrell Owens team. <laughs> so I'm looking to find <laughs> out. Maybe. Because when he said that team didn't deserve the credit they got. <laughs> well, he, he was saying that the defense deserved more credit than um, than Donovan McNabb. Which is like, I think that might be like a narrative that other people have pulled about, you know, black quarterbacks in general. Yeah, that's like a, their go-to thing is that like they're not like smart enough, or it's all like weird like eugenic C bell curvy. Yeah, it's like shit. it's like oh, you know, is he a high IQ athlete? And you know, like the, there's always like more questions about them than well, you know. There's that weird. <laughs> there's that weird guy who like up until recently was like, uh, who's the new for the Baltimore Ravens? The quarterback, uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, where he was like, he should be a wide receiver. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you talking yeah, they, about? They do that shit all the time. It's just they're, they're weird. They're all weirdos, dude. But yeah, no, yeah. the Terrell Owens year was the year <clears throat> after that that he came. Uh, okay. But I'm sure he hated that yeah. team too. Uh, I can't imagine him liking To. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I didn't see anything on here about him, but, yeah, I can only imagine what, what fucked up shit he was saying about him. Uh, What's with the ESPN hiring conservative people during this, like, period? Because they had fucking, uh, what's his face? Not Bill Maher. Uh, Dennis Miller, Dennis like, Miller. host Monday Night Football. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, the PC police won't let me call these ba- Basketball players again work, you know, just like <laughs> Did, some crazy shit. I think, to be fair though, I think this was when Dennis Miller was still like a liberal. 
Oh, maybe it would. But yeah, but there, even there, then, there was there, like a weird transition. But, uh, but of, even like, then, like you could find full games of that on YouTube of him calling. Like, yeah, you just have full I, games. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember too much of that. But yeah, I mean, that's that's even. Well, that's not crazier to me than you know Rush Limbaugh being involved in sports. Yeah, because Rush Limbaugh's always been like kind of a weird Republican guy. <laughs> He's a pants kind of guy. He's not a blue jeans yeah, he's kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so basically, the way that whole thing went down is that pretty much a bunch of different individuals basically called him out and called for ESPN to fire him. Um, and the. There was like different associations of journalists, like the National Association of Black Journalists, and they basically they were like ESPN needs to separate itself from Limbaugh, and just saying like the credibility of ESPN's journalism is at stake <laughs> <laughs> because of him. So that's cool. That's a good could thing. You, could you imagine like having pus seep out of your asshole? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, criticizing a professional athlete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> you're just kind like, of... you're fucking sitting there in, like, corduroy pants, and you just got, like, thick fucking pus coming, <laughs> coming out of your asshole, and you're like, that guy doesn't know what he's fucking doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's his NFL thing. Uh, what else? What else you got? His his history from like that point to like currently is well from like nineteen seventy to like nineteen eighty eight is pretty boring. He had like a bunch of radio shows that he got fired from. He got like fired from like seven different radio stations. Why? Because he's an asshole. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. Like yeah. they didn't give him a reason. Basically, somebody saw, like, some promise in him and was like, oh, you've got a great personality for radio. But then the person who, like, owned the radio station was like, oh, you're a sack of shit. And they fired him. And this happened over and over and over was again. Was he always, like, a talk radio guy? No, he's, like, a top 40s DJ. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, just, just talking, like, crazy shit, like, off air with them. And they just couldn't take his bullshit anymore. Well, he got fired from one radio station uh, for the reason that he gave for why he got fired from this radio station in Pittsburgh was that he was playing the song Under My Thumb by the Rolling Stones, like, way too much. station in pittsburgh but the real reason is that there's a quote from like this lady that worked with him on that radio show or worked with him in radio who said that he liked to have back massages during the show so oh. like, sexual harassment is definitely why <laughs> yeah. yeah not the yeah, weird he's... rolling stones thing <laughs> what a yeah. dumb fucking reason though for you to say oh i got fired because i just kept playing the same song over and over and over <laughs> Like a fucking asshole. <laughs> I don't know what were you gonna say. Um, 
I I don't remember. So that I mean, he's gotten in trouble for that and like other stuff too, right? I mean, like as far as like you know, sexual conduct in the workplace and shit, or was that like the biggest? Do y'all know? I don't know. Uh, Kenny, did you find anything about him being a creep? Uh, like he said a lot of creepy shit, but like as far as action, I don't know. I don't think he has like the confidence to do that. <laughs> like he has a lot of fucked up opinions about women, but I don't think like he has the confidence to act on it. He's he seems like the dude that if he was born like 30, 40 years later, he would be like a fucking 4chan incel. <laughs> That's pretty much like his biography is that. <laughs> like he hates like he would not like any popular culture. He would only listen to like weird Gavin McGinnis podcasts. <laughs> he That's was like, pretty much it. Yeah. 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 I know that he attacked uh, a. I, there was this law student, uh, and she was. Uh, yeah, she was advocating for uh, you know reproductive rights and you know being able to have access to contraception and stuff like that. And of course, he you know. I forgot. He did. He like basically called her. I believe he called her like a prostitute or some <laughs> shit like that. Um, I, was, I, I have the, like, the, the entire quote. Okay. Ooh, yeah, right. I just found it. But if you want to read that or some of it, that's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, and I'm reading it right now. It, Do you want to read it? So, <laughs> Do you want to read it? Do you want to read the quote, Amador? Oh, sure. Okay. I wasn't sure you were talking. Sorry. Uh, Skype. Um, so here's the quote. Um, and this is from 2012. After So the the woman's named uh, Susan Fluke. Um, after referring to Fluke's statement that contraceptives can cost a woman over $3,000 during law school. So this, this woman was in law school and she was just saying, you know, like, contraception is very expensive. Yeah. Um, he said, what does it say about... Uh, the college co-ed Susan Fluke, who goes before a congressional committee and essentially says that she must be paid to have sex. What does that make her? It makes her a slut, right? Ooh. It makes her a prostitute. She wants to be paid <laughs> to have sex. She's having so much sex, she can't afford the contraception. She wants you and me and the taxpayers to pay her to have sex. What does that make us? We're the pimps. The Johns? We would be the Johns. No, we're not the Johns. Yeah, that's right. Pimp's not the right word. What the fuck? This quote's like nonsense. <laughs> okay, so she's not a slut. <laughs> she's round-heeled. I take it back. What? Okay, so the, the last part of the quote, I guess. I To be fair, he's like one of those dudes that like I've heard of in like the, when I've listened to the sh- live show this week. He's like one of those dudes who will go on these weird tangents and be like, Folks! Oh, I just come up with all this shit off the top of my head. Like, I'm just riffing. Because he do... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a weirdo. He does that. So that quote makes sense having heard, listened to him all week. Because he'd okay. do that this week with, like, where he'd start talking about the coronavirus and then be like... <laughs> and then go into a thing like, oh, and you want to quarantine people 
in the 80s for AIDS, then you were like, oh, this is discrimination. And then it'll flat out be like, yeah, we wanted, we wanted to quarantine all the gay people because no straight people were getting it. It'll just go on these weird tangents. He did it twice this week where he went on like these weird rants about like <clears throat> HIV not happening to straight people. Jesus. And they all, they all don't make sense. They're all disjointed and weird and bad. So, yeah, that makes sense. He's not... Yeah, he's not good radio guy. Yeah. That's the thing I don't get in. Like, even as far as, like, radio personality, he's not enjoyable to listen to. Like, even saying the nonsense he's saying, he's not, like, personable or likable. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Most of it. Yeah. So, when was his, like, peak? Because he seemed like he just bounced around. Oh, uh, he's... His peak was definitely the 90s. Yeah. Okay. When, like, during the Bill Clinton administration. Because he, yeah. at that point, had, like, such a, like, started in 1988. That's when he moved to New York, and his radio show got, like, syndicated. So it was, like, national. So in the 90s, he had, like, a lot of political clout. Like, he, there was, like, a... He had, like, he would talk to, like, Republican congressmen and, like, senators, like, daily. Like, Newt Gingrich. Ooh. Like, fucking uh, people like that called him regularly. And he, uh, there was, like, a, a bill. There was a bill in, like, 1994 that was supposed to, like, limit or, like, stop Congress people from, like, taking gifts and bribes from lobbyists. Yeah. And it, basically the bill was like a said, done and deal, it was going to pass. And then Rush Limbaugh went on the air and 42 senators like overnight changed their vote because of him. Because he like got his fans to like call and harass people until, yeah, like 42 senators was like 100 senators. So it's like half of yeah, the Senate. Yeah, majority. That he Holy shit. So he, yeah, he had like a lot of political clout. There was a quote from him in the night as saying, I don't call politicians, they call me. Oh, shit. So like, yeah, he like talked to like Newt Gingrich and like Republican senators and Congress people every day. And his like, because that was like before the internet was like a huge thing. So he yeah. was, I mean, there was a, there was like nothing like him before that. Like, all the right-wing radio shit and all the, like, right-wing talking stuff. Like, he's the godfather, grandfather of all it, of that. It seems like he kind of was born out of, like, just this, like, weird panic with, like, Clinton. Because it seems yeah. like the times he thrives are, like, like you said, his prime was in the Clinton thing. And I have some clips from, like, when Obama was president. And, like, oh, whenever man. these, like, weird old people are, like, worried because they... There's a Democrat in office, then these people like thrive. Sure, that's what it seems like. Yeah, yeah I, I, my research kind of like stopped in the early two thousands. Yeah. So, but it's crazy to think that in the nineties he had like the ear of Republican senators. Like Rush Limbaugh had enough political clout to kill a bill in the Senate. Like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the 90s, it was him and Newt Gingrich that were basically 
two of the big like focal points for you know just weird conservative yeah i don't know bullshit like cut my taxes like anything that they would advocate for is like basically everyone would kind of follow their lead that's what it seems like (laughs) what's weird though is like how rush limbaugh is like a complete fraud what do you mean (laughs) because he's like quoted there's like quotes of him saying like all this nice shit about ronald reagan like he he says ronald reagan's the greatest president but he never he didn't vote for reagan he didn't even register to vote till he was like 35 years old so he missed the reagan administration he was too busy Paving up his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there are so many weird, like, just hypocrisies within him. Like, just, I mean, not to, you know, change the subject, but I mean, like, anytime he talks shit about, like, you know, immigration, immigrants from, you know, Latin America, stuff like that, like, he has, like, you know, books and shit that is, that aren't Spanish. Like, he's, trying to like right get some of those people to buy his bullshit but like he's constantly talking shit about those people at the same time so what the, yeah. weird, the weird thing you said about how he wasn't registered to vote till he was 35 makes a lot of sense because it's like that weird griff <laughs> like the krasensteins kind of did that when trump was in office where they're like oh how could we like fucking make money off these people's fear. Then then they became into politics. Like, that seems how Rush Limbaugh was. Because when you hear him actually talk about politics, it's like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He just gets confused by, like, basic things. He's just like... I don't know. He doesn't seem very smart, which makes <laughs> sense that he... And, and if it's in the time where every, all the Republicans are terrified of... Miss Mr. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> then I'm sure as long as you just like these talking points, they would be like good and smart. That's a good and smart to say. I'm sure her. And you just turn that into a career as a fucking political pundit. Yeah. Do you have any more stuff? I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say the other thing I that I kind of looked into that I I just. Uh, I don't know. Not surprising, but um, apparently when uh, Robin Williams died, uh, Rush Limbaugh basically blamed his suicide on uh, having a leftist worldview. Is Robin Williams a leftist? Sorry, what? <laughs> Is Robin Williams a leftist? This is why I, I fixed it on this. I was like, um... Okay, I have the. Robin Williams was a communist? I have the clip. Let's play some of it and see what he says. Okay. So, a leftist worldview hits one of <laughs> pessimism and darkness. Oh my God. Sadness. They're never happy, are they? They're always angry about something. No matter what they get, they're always angry. <laughs> and. They are animated in in large part by the false promises of America. <laughs> because the promises of America are not for everyone, as we see each and every day. Hey, right here, there's a story from Fox News website. Do you know 
It says right here that the real reasons that Robin Williams killed himself when he was embarrassed in having to take television roles after a sterling movie career, that he had to take movie roles that were beneath him, sequels and so forth, and he finally had to do television just get a paycheck because he was in so much financial distress. He'd had some divorces that ripped up his net worth. So and he had a big shit. ranch in Napa that he couldn't afford any longer and had to put up for sale and a house in Tiburon he couldn't afford anymore. This is all what's in the Fox News story. He had it all, but he had nothing. Yeah, so it's just him that's just him talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's him being like Robin Williams was a leftist and also he was fucking not good enough to be in movies anymore. What television roles is he talking about? What sequels? Oh, he, he had some sitcom mm -hmm. on like CBS with the Buffy, the Vampire Slayer lady for a while. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely towards the end of his life. Uh, the, I, I remember that being a narrative that came up that it was like, oh, he he was like he felt like he wasn't doing you know the big roles that he used to get, I guess, in the '90s, and that that like affected him in a certain way but i like the uh, well not like but you i like think it. it's interesting you love it <laughs> like, i agree with him so <laughs> let me be clear <laughs> no i i think it's interesting that he takes that common trope that people say about comedians that they're all sad and have dark like darkness in them or whatever and that that is actually a leftist thing right right because, you know, like a lot of comedians, you'll hear stories about comedians where they're like, you know, I didn't want to take my meds, or any artist, like, I didn't want to take my meds because the darkness is what inspires me or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Rush is taking that and just being like, like, yeah, he's a leftist, and leftists are never happy. That's why they kill themselves. Wait, so his, like, he says Robert Williams killed himself because of a leftist worldview, but then he's just like, I wasn't getting the same movie roles. Yeah, he yeah, that's, shit that's, not a, that's not even a worldview. Yeah, it's just a guy that you know that hasn't gotten the same level of work he's used to getting. Like, Meanwhile, uh, Rush literally has like a thick, milky substance in that <laughs> asshole. <laughs> it makes me wonder if like Robin Williams like was like mean to him at like a fucking function or something. Because that's just like not like a weird. That's some. It's like it was way too mean to just be like, well, he's a leftist, and that's like a personal thing. Like you were waiting to just shit on Rob Williams for. Also, like fuck you, dude. You have a radio show. You don't get to shit on people for fucking being on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like the thing lower than TV, you asshole. He's <laughs> like on AM radio. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> Not even on, like, satellite radio. Robert Williams died in, like, what is it, like, 2012, 13? And Rush Limbaugh's still on fucking celestial radio. Like, you fucking asshole. You're not even on, like, the basic cable of radio, you <laughs> dumb asshole. <laughs> okay, you got any more, like, weird shit-talky feud things he has? Uh, um... 
only other thing that I found was just like a, a bunch of like just demeaning shit that he said about uh, just Latino people in general, like specific people. Um, so, for example, in 2012, uh, Dolores Huerta, uh, the labor organizer, mm-hmm. she she received the Medal of Freedom from Obama, and Limbaugh went on to say that doing that made the Medal of Freedom meaningless, which is like what everyone was saying now about him receiving it. Um, but uh, what was the thing that... My bad. I can't find the specific shit that, he's, that he actually ended up saying, but he just like... There was like a New York Times... Uh, article that came out that was saying that you know the the gunman in El Paso uh, was inspired partly by some of the shit that he would say about uh, about immigrants. Um, Wait, Rush Limbaugh bragged about this? No, he didn't brag about it. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, Jesus Christ! He's like that guy that fucking killed all those people. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So it was just like a thing that this guy was like a Limbaugh head yeah. or whatever they fucking call themselves. What did they call themselves? I don't know. I just made Limbaugh oh. heads. I don't think his fans. He seems like a guy that doesn't have a name for his. He for does. His, what are they? Uh, they're called Ditto heads. Is it real or did they just make that up? No, because there's like a catchphrase called Ditto Rush. And it was like on bumper stickers in the '90s, so all his fans are like called Ditto Heads. Jesus Christ! Oh <laughs> shit! So they just say like they just so they're those them. lame people that you say something, they're like Ditto. Like they said, like that's essentially what this is. They're like Jimmy Buffett fans, but for Rush Limbaugh. Horny, <laughs> <laughs> hey, old, and white. Can... Hey man, Cheeseburger in Paradise is good. That's it. It's the only one. Yeah. Hey. Once this is over, we should go to Margaritaville on the fucking Riverwalk. <laughs> I wanted to go there for like seven years, but no one would ever go with me. <laughs> it really bothers me, dude. Anyway, yeah. h- him and Stern have like a whole weird thing. Uh, we're s- I I don't I have like a feeling that he was a big Stern guy because Stern started in radio in '76. And I'm, before I get into the Stern thing, this is why I think he uh, was influenced by Stern. Because he does, like, he, or he used to do just, like, weird bits on his show. There were, like, song parodies and stuff. And, like, little sketches. Uh, here's one of his song parodies about Obama. Called uh, Rush the Magic Negro. That's enough of that. What? Why 
Why does it sound like he left that for himself on an answering machine? All of his... Like, Obama was elected in 2008. Why does it sound... <laughs> <laughs> this, so this is, this is from 2007. Uh, so this is, like, what he was writing. Because it's supposed to be from Al Sharpton. And it's this guy named Paul Shanklin who does, like, all the song parodies and sketches for his show. I guess he's this, like, uh, jokey Je- uh, Martling or whatever the fucking Stern guy is that does all the bits. But yeah, that was rough. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. But there's like, if you, there's like a bunch of them. That's the only one I'm going to play. But there's ones that are worse than that. Um, he also did this bit in like the 2000. Uh, that was, sorry. He did these bits in like the 2000, like 2014. Obama's like second term, where he did these like fake ads for. Uh, Guantanamo Bay called Club Gitmo. And this is like a big part of his like merch. Like he sold bumper stickers and t-shirts and was like super proud of this bit. And here's uh, one of the promos for Club Gitmo. Trouble finding new qualified recruits for your terror cell? Wish you had some old school talent? Then come to Club Gitmo Dealing Days now. Make us an offer and get more than you bargained for. I'm here in sunny, beautiful Guantanamo Bay, inside the prison where we're making crazy deals right now at Club Gitmo Dealing Days. Don't believe me? I just traded five top Taliban leaders for one American dessert. What? You don't have a prisoner yet to trade and think you got bad credit with me? Not at Club Gitmo Dealing Days. If you raise your left hand and promise to sit down and peace talks with the Afghan government, we can make a deal on your word alone. Ask the Iranians. Hell, I'll do anything on a handshake or even just a pinky swear. Club Gitmo Dealing Days, where the deals are as crazy as the inmates. Or my name isn't Barack Insane Obama. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked so bad. So he would, like, do bits like that. Um, Wait. So, like, I, I don't even, I don't even get, what the fuck's the point of that? He's, like, a car dealer? Ship? I think so. Yeah, he has some that are, <laughs> let's see if I can find one of them. Uh, hey, so, it's the channel of the Caribbean. Here's, like, another one. Is another one that's like. But it's not for everybody. Get know the Muslim Resort. It's a luxury resort just for terrorist wannabes. Come down and visit for some R and R, for some rest and relaxation. It's paradise on earth. Diet Korans, prayer rugs. I mean, where else can Muslims go in the world to find everything they need? Truly, a deluxe vacation spot for true believers everywhere. There's no better place than Gitmo Club. Yeah. So it's a, so I think I don't know what that other one was because <laughs> it didn't seem to make sense. But these ones are like it's like a resort, and this was like his bit that he would like run on the show. Jesus! But by, by the way, that that Al Sharpton uh, song about Brock, yeah, the Magic uh, Negro. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so that song apparently was included on a CD by the Republican National Committee chairman candidate, Chip Saltzman. 
in Chip 2008. Salt Man? <laughs> yeah, Chip, Chip Salt Man. <laughs> that, that's not uh, real. That's a fairly odd parents character. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's like a character that fucking uh, Tim and Eric would just make up to like just spoof to CPAC. Or, Chip or, Salt you know, Man? Like, Wait, so this guy released this on a CD? He was like, what is it, yeah. burning CDs off LimeWire and selling them at <laughs> TNC? <laughs> for me, for RNC chairman. And it, it had that song on it. Um, and apparently he had to withdraw his candidacy for doing that. Um, so that didn't work well for him. Gee, yeah, I, I imagine, dude. <sighs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing that makes me go like... This guy had to be, like, influenced by Stern. Because, I mean, Stern's bits are bad. But they're also shit like that. They're, like, song parodies. But his song parodies are about, like, licking balls and shit. And he does, like, sketches. <laughs> but, again, they're about, like, licking balls. <laughs> shit like that. And so I right. think he's definitely influenced by Stern. Uh... And him and Stern have, like, a weird beef. They don't like each other. Um, it might just be that Stern doesn't like him, because Stern's, like, a master at that shit. Of just being like, I'm just going to trash you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they have, like, a whole... But they don't like each other, man. Do you, do you guys have any information on that, or...? Oh, I can imagine... Howard Stern being like not liking him because he's trying to be like the Howard Stern like yeah. two bits about torture. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so I have some I have a few clips. Here's one of him here's one called uh, Rush Limbaugh is a whore. And this is from ten years ago. Uh, <laughs> well, the guy was right on target because it's true about Jay. Jay had to sell Doritos. I mean it's so true about him. Like he had oh, enough yeah. money. It's, about it's like when I see guys on radio who make good money, like like fucking fat. The Jay's talking about Jay Leno because he hates Jay Leno. Like fucking hates him. He's hated him for a long time. It's pretty great. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to... Rush Limbaugh selling on his website every piece of shit, including an excellence in broadcasting chair mm -hmm. to his audience. Yeah, okay. Like some guy might say to me, hey, what's wrong with that? If people want an excellence in broadcasting chair... Why should Rush sell it? Because Rush makes enough money. Like, you don't have to be a whore for everything. Yeah, you understand Jackie selling his cups. Right. Because he needs the money. Right. Yeah and no. Uh, when he was on our <laughs> when show, he was, here, he he was making a lot of money. I'm talking about... Yeah, so it's just kind of... That's like a two-part thing that goes on. So he has critiques about him like that. This is a clip I found that I thought was funny. That I would have played it. I'll move on. About where he takes his book. He says some gay things. Here, I'll, I'll remind you if you don't remember. I, for one, am glad that black men have huge boners. <laughs> <laughs> My specialty is to loathe myself. Ooh. Yeah, so Stern would like do shit like that to him, and it would like piss him off so much, and he would just like rant and rave about it. On his, like, radio show about, like, Howard Stern just doing that kind of shit. It was pretty funny. That's, that's hilarious. I mean, 
it almost makes me wonder, you know, like, it it seems like that beef would be real, but, but, you know, sometimes these people just, like, do that shit because you're basically consolidating two big, you know, groups of, you know, media consumers, and now you just get, like, higher and higher ratings because, you know, there's a perceived, you know, war going on between these two, you know, radio guys. Yeah. I mean, they seem to legitimately not like each other. And, uh... Yeah. I, get, I mean, Rush Limbaugh's certainly the kind of guy who, if you, like, splice together him going, I like black boners, <laughs> he's gonna be like... He seems like he would be like, that's... Like, if I did that... If either of you did it to me, I'd be like, that's funny as shit. But I don't think he's that kind of guy. So, this yeah, true. he has, like, a weird beef with... Um, yeah, him and Howard Stern do not like each other. And, uh, yeah. Let's see what else we got. Uh, any, you got any other kind of beefs he has with people? Um, so I found, you know, uh, just all these different quotes from him that are god-awful. Okay. Uh, so here's one. Um, have you all ever noticed how all composite pictures of wanted criminals resemble Jesse Jackson? Whoa, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad uh, bit. That's like a LOL open mic level bit. Uh, Take yeah, that shit to River Center. Take that shit to the River Center Friday afternoon mic. <laughs> and off the radio. <laughs> This is making me happy for quarantine, you know, because you don't have to go to any of these open mics and witness shit like this. Um, okay, here's another one. Um, so this is in reference to James Earl Ray, the man who confessed assassinating Martin Luther King. Okay. Uh, oh, no, this is going to be yeah. bad. <laughs> I'm just getting you ready for this shit. Uh, so you know who deserves a posthumous Medal of Honor? James Earl Ray. We miss you, James. Godspeed. Oof. Check, That's please. What are you... What, are, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you do that thing that he does where it's like, oh, you're a racist. That, and he's like, oh, no. Black people, it has nothing to do with a race. How do you say something like that and then... Say the guy who killed Martin Luther King? I miss you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Um, here's one about uh, slavery. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's good. I like it. <laughs> here's the quote from Rush. Um, I mean, let's face it. We didn't have slavery in this country for over 100 years because it was a bad, bad thing. Quite the opposite. Slavery built the South. I'm not saying we should bring it back. I'm just saying it had its merits. For one thing, the streets were safer after dark. What? How does he know that? It's like, like, how does he know? Well, uh, oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Like when you when was slavery like fucking? When was the Emancipation Proclamation? It's like 1870s. Right, how does this fucking guy know what the streets are like in the fucking 1800s? <laughs> <laughs> he time traveled. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll get into that. 
in a little bit. He's like a time traveler. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, but <laughs> wait, he's a time traveler too. Oh, he has like a thing <laughs> where about he has like a whole thing about time traveling, which is we'll get into it. It's fucking great. <laughs> Jesus, what a fucking okay. what a dunce. <laughs> like, what a I fucking have... idiot. <laughs> the streets were safer when there were slaves. My dog hit his head. <laughs> the I desk, he was wilding out because I was screaming. I don't think there are streets. <laughs> yeah, they were just like dirt roads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? Kenny, what's that weird? Amador, do you have the thing about him and Harambe? Oh, fuck. <laughs> do you have any shit about that yeah. in your quotes? Um, let me see if I can find something on that. I have some quotes from Rush Limbaugh if you want me to read them. Yeah, read them while uh, Amador looks for things he says about Harambe. Right, so Rush Limbaugh said the NAACP should have a riot rehearsal. They should get a liquor store and practice robberies. <laughs> Good bit. Good. Oh, that's bit. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. He said, he once said, I'm tired of hostile women. I'm tired of colleges <laughs> <laughs> that turn out female graduates that are prepared to be raped, beat up, or discriminated against somehow and are just waiting for a man to discriminate and take advantage of that. What? What the fuck? He doesn't like that? He doesn't like that colleges are turning out women who are waiting to be raped. That's so that they can sue men. What does that do with colleges, though? Uh, <laughs> that could happen like if you're like not in college. This guy's an idiot, dude. Yeah. Okay. So I found. I think I found the the Harambe thing. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what you got. Cause okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Um, so this was around the time, so for people that don't know, somehow, um, Harambe was a gorilla that died, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they killed him, yeah. that kid found they the killed... cage. Yeah, the zoo officials shot and killed the to gorilla. Save, to save this little kid. Right. Um, and so there's a transcript of this, um, and here's his take on that. By the way, you know, there's another factor in this. A lot of people think that all of us used to be apes. Don't yep. doubt me on this. A lot of people think that all, all, all of us used to be gorillas, and they're looking for the missing link out there, the evolution crowd. They think we were originally apes. I've always had a question. If we were the original apes, then how come Harambe is still an ape? And how come he didn't become one of us? <laughs> See what I mean about him being an idiot? He's just a fucking stupid guy. He doesn't... Wait, it's so his, like... his takeaway is how come Harambe's not a, a person? Yeah. <laughs> 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 if we evolved from apes, how come Harambe's still an ape? How come he hasn't leveled up like a Pokemon? <laughs> a fucking dipshit, dude. He's an idiot. <laughs> I love that, you know... That must have been like a slow day because you know he's trying to take this median like story and like somehow shit on people that believe in evolution in a story that has nothing to do with that at all. 
I don't know. It, it's it, it's it, horrible. I'm checking to make it's sure so I don't good. lead people uh, down the wrong path. But if you put in Rush Limbaugh Harambe <laughs> on YouTube, there's like three 10-minute clips of that show that day dedicated to like him screaming about Harambe and about how like leftists don't give a shit about animals and comparing it to Black Lives Matter. Like he just used every oh. single metaphor with the Harambe thing and uh, none of them made sense, I don't think. I didn't listen to a lot of them, but that's crazy that he's like, if you believe in evolution, how come Harambe is still a gorilla? <laughs> what are you talking about? God damn it. He's also talking about evolution and that like it's a new concept. So you're like, yeah, well, believe me, there are people who think this. It's fucking crazy. But... <laughs> no, yeah, like, he's the only person who thinks evolution works that way. Like I said, he thinks it's like a Pokemon where you just like <laughs> you get to a certain level and then you turn to a person. The fuck is he talking? This guy's an idiot, dude. He's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Hey, right. oh, I have oh. a quote. I have a quote from Rush Limbaugh for you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's about torture. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so Rush Limbaugh said of uh, torture reports that came out about Abu Ghraib uh, <laughs> that talked about like detainees being shackled to the floors and forced to shit on themselves. Uh, he said, "I thought they did that over there, anyways. Why is this news?" Doing bad. <laughs> God. Working on his tight five to do with the racism open mic. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's fucking so annoying too is that like this guy clearly thinks he's funny. Like he's like I bet you if you asked him what's like his favorite thing about himself, he'd be like, "Well, I'm pretty funny." He seems like a guy who's like really into his sense of humor. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, he has, like, a weird thing with Michael J. Fox, too. Where he, like, accused Michael J. Fox of faking his Parkinson. Parkinson. <laughs> He's like, He's made, he did, so Michael J. Fox did a uh, campaign ad for Claire McCaskill, who turned out to not be great. Um... But yeah, and he's like shaking, obviously, because it's fucking Parkinson's. So it's fucking. Right. It's a shit. If you see Michael J. Fox at all, you know it's bad. Like, we've all seen him, like, on TV and shit. He had, like, a television show after he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Like, we've all seen yeah. fucking Michael J. Fox. It's bad. And Rush Limbaugh's like, you're, you're faking it. And, uh, yeah, I have a clip I'll play of him accusing. Marty McFly of Faggy Parkinson's. Here we go. In this commercial, he is exaggerating the effects of the disease. He is moving all around and shaking, and it's purely an act. This is the only time I have ever seen Michael J. Fox portray any of the symptoms of the disease he had. He can control himself enough to stay in the frame of the picture, and he can control himself enough to keep his eyes right on the lens, the teleprompter. <laughs> But his head and shoulders are moving all over the place. So this is really shameless, folks. This is really shameless of Michael J. Fox. Either he didn't take his medication or he's acting. 
Jesus yeah, Christ. So, I like that he just thinks, like, Parkinson's... He's shaking up to stay in frame. Like, what does he think, Parkinson's? You're just, like, bouncing around. Like, like you know, like, in a Looney Tunes thing? Like, when they... <laughs> Like when they do the thing with the jackhammer, and it goes away, and they just like, keep going. <laughs> and they keep yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, does he think that's what Parkinson's is? I think he has like no concept of time. Like he watched an old rerun of Spin City on TBS. I was like, <laughs> I just saw that guy. He was a mayor's assistant. He was no fucking Parkinson. Back to the Future Three, and he's like, Wait, what? <laughs> what are you shaking now? <laughs> Yeah, I think he had to. I think he, they made him apologize for that. Uh, and I think Michael J. Fox was just kind of like, I don't give a shit about you, you dumb motherfucker. I think Michael J. Fox was like, I, don't, I think Michael J. Fox is something super dismissive of him. Which, good for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. David Letterman also called him a, uh, a moron. So that's Doesn't pretty surprise cool. me there. Yeah. When was that? I mean, was that like recently? It was or? like in the 2000s, I think. Hold on, let me look that up real quick. Uh, does anyone else have anything? Um, Al Franken wrote a book about him. Al Franken wrote a book about Rush Limbaugh? Yeah, it's called Rush Limbaugh's a Big Fat Idiot. Is that real? <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the book. <laughs> it's written by Al Franken, like, yeah, as when he was a senator or before? Uh, before he was a senator, but it's like written in the nineties. But yeah, well, he had his book uh, that he wrote when he was a like active senator, where he just has a chapter dedicated to how everyone hates Ted Cruz. So that's why I had to ask. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> Can you imagine just like walking through a Barnes and Noble and seeing a book with your name on it? It's called "He's a Big Fat Idiot." <laughs> Could you imagine walking through a Barnes and Noble, seeing that book, and then having to wipe blood and pus in your asshole? <laughs> oh shit! So he lost his shit over Stephen Colbert getting hired. Uh, let's see if I could get past the paywall. Conservative media giant Rush Limbaugh doesn't like the idea of one-time uh, fake conservative pundit replacing David Letterman. Let's see if I can find the actual quote. This is a long ass article. I can't find the quote, but apparently he's apparently he thinks it's like the end of the world. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, it's the worst idea you can do. He said it's an assault on American values to hire Stephen Colbert. Hell yeah! It's just like, dude, pick your enemies better, dude. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, then I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about his current day show because I've been listening to it all week. Before, oh, go ahead. Before we get into that, I have some like a couple of things that are just kind of like like he was addicted to OxyContin in like the two thousands. <laughs> okay, it's a good. Uh, he was 
to get addicted they to? Did, there was like a police investigation in 2003 in which he was named because he was like going to a bunch of doctors and having them write prescriptions for Oxycontin for him. And then he like outed himself on his radio show and said he was checking himself into a rehab. And then uh, the next thing I have is kind of like conspiratorial. Okay. He was he was arrested, uh, not arrested, but he was uh, detained coming back from the Dominican Republic. Oh shit! Because uh, he had a prescription for Viagra that wasn't in his name. Whoa. And apparently this was a trip with, like, four other dudes. So, oh. like, there's uh, a conspiracy because, like, in the Dominican Republic, prostitution is legal. And they have an issue with, like, underage prostitution. Oh, God. Like, a study in 2015 said that, like, one in four, that's, like, 25% of the prostitutes in the Dominican Republic are under the age of 18. And I'm not saying... I don't know. I just I like that idea of being out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he probably maybe I don't know allegedly fucks minors. They might have to edit that out of the podcast. <laughs> no, we're keeping it in. That's it. If anything, I can we can just satire. Satire. But, uh, fucking, yeah. like the, satire, I mean, but also he fucks little boys. Like a hypocrite thing, but. Like, yeah, like he gave Bill Clinton a big, like, he ranted about Bill Clinton smoking weed, and he's, like, popping painkillers. Yeah, he's and fucking, fucking addicted to Oxycontin. Yeah. He's fucking heroin. <laughs> 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 I forgot about well, this until I was Googling. You, oh, go ahead. I was, no, I was just going to say that he was shitting on Bill Clinton for not liking drugs that are better, I guess. Yeah, that get you higher. <laughs> <laughs> I for, I forgot that he uh he he had that weird thing about Pete Buttigieg where he's like people are gonna vote for him because he keeps kissing his husband on TV. <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna vote for Pete Buttigieg because he's bad. Uh, one of the things on here, you guys can look at the story. I don't want to. It says uh, Rush Limbaugh has a weird beef with Game of Thrones recappers. So apparently he's just <laughs> mad at people that were like recapping Game of Thrones episodes. So yeah, that's up until like, like were there too many or I don't know. The like... headline just says a weird beef with them. So I don't. So what the, what the weird part is maybe that they're not. I'm talking about the boobs enough. Here's the thing: they're not talking about the fact that the first episode has the the two siblings having sex. So that's. We should talk about that more. For an hour and a half. How <laughs> <laughs> come none of the characters in Game of Thrones have blood and pus coming out of them? <laughs> they say there's a lot of representation on Game of Thrones, not for fucking steepy asshole back to car jerk offers. <laughs> like, his life was so fucking boring, like, I'm convinced that's the only reason he is the way he is, is because his asshole seeps blood and pus all the time. It seems like it would make you upset and angry. <laughs> it may, like, I would definitely be racist if my asshole was doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see all these, like, athletes just doing things that you can only dream of doing, but you have to wear, like, diapers on because 
<laughs> yeah, he has to wear some kind of weird, like, not league underwear, right? If he's, like, in, he's, like, a public figure. I don't know um, if you can Google image search that. His asshole? Should... No. Bod diaper? No, Google image search that sissy has that pilodonal cyst. It's fucking, like, oh, it's just, like, a bunch it. of, like, fucking hair and dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this is about, but he had a beef with Jay-Z, and this is a quote that he said uh, during his Jay-Z beef. I would, I would like to remind the rapper Jay-Z, Mr. Z. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty fucking funny. That's pretty good. It gets crazier. <laughs> it is President Obama who wants a mandated circumcision. That means... Wait, what? <laughs> that means if we need to save our penises from anybody, it's Obama. <laughs> I don't know what Jay Z said to Prophet. Uh, I... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, write a letter to Jay Z, like, dear Mr. Z, Obama <laughs> wants to cut off your foreskin. Sign. <laughs> Sincerely, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's, is there any context for that? Okay, here's the lyric. Uh, Jay-Z says, Please tell Bill O'Reilly to fall back. Tell Rush Limbaugh to get off my balls. <laughs> so he just, like, misunderstood, like, the lyric. So Jay-Z's, like, all these... Essentially, the, the rap is, like, fucking all these right-wing pundits need to get off my shit. But he said balls yeah. or dick or something. And Rush Limbaugh's like, Obama wants, Obama's the one who wants to take your dick from you. <laughs> <laughs> he also he also got mad at young Jeezy. <laughs> uh, for that song, My President, about Obama. A lot of his anger just stems from Obama, but that's that's fucking great. That I'm I'm happy I found that. He's like, dear Mr. Z, Obama wants to take your penis, not me. <laughs> also, is that like a thing? Is that like a right-wing conspiracy thing that Obama wanted? I've never heard that before. Well, man, me neither. Mandatory circumstances. I've never heard that either, but there is, you know, that movement to stop circumcisions or whatever. Oh, yeah, we personally know a guy who's very into it. <laughs> that was that was like the first thing aside from UBI that Andrew Yang would talk about on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> want to give you a thousand dollars, legalize all drugs, and make your penis just stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> that means no more like, titillation. <laughs> like eight years, Rush Limbaugh was like scared. Obama was gonna like come in through his house, <laughs> take his dick, like a foreskin away. He just like wakes up in a cold sweat. Turns has a flashlight by his bed. He's just like, "Where is he?" Because you imagine being like fifty years old, afraid that like the president of the United States is gonna steal your foreskin. All the while, <laughs> you're like seeping fucking mayonnaise from your asshole. <laughs> Dude, what's what's so funny is Jay Z mentioned him probably in like a throwaway lot. He mentioned him like in a throwaway, fuck, a throwaway line on a song. 
And Rush Limbaugh's like, oh, I got a reply for him. Watch your dick, Mr. Z. Obama's going to take it in the night. A psychopath, man. There's no way he heard that, like, listening. Somebody sent that to him and, like, trolling him. The Obama thing? Uh, no, no, like, somebody sent that Jay-Z lyric to Rush Limbaugh because they knew, like, that would be his response. Yeah, there's no way he listened to the actual song. <laughs> yeah, so I want to talk about his current show a little bit before we get out of here. Um, it's boring and it's bad. Uh, <laughs> there were like three days. Okay, so Go ahead. How long did you? How long did you listen to it? I was just having it on while I was like working. But like, do you know like a rough amount of days you were listening to the show? Yeah, shit? I listened to it for ten days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it just happened on when I was working out or when I was like doing work and shit. And there were like a few days where he just had like a random British guy on there hosting for him. I thought he was doing a voice the first time. <laughs> also, like I forgot, we haven't even mentioned his cancer, uh, but he's going to die from that, which is good. He's got advanced lung cancer, right? Oh, fuck yeah, he does. Good for him. <laughs> Fucking die already. CB asshole jerk off. Which means he's like super high risk for coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's also one of those guys who like, he's like one of those big, uh, Dr. Fauci's a liar. Uh, the numbers aren't high. Uh, the numbers are higher. The numbers are lower than they're saying. He's he's big into that theory. The, not the, I guess it's kind of a conspiracy that they're like saying the numbers to like pay the numbers by having people who uh, died of like say a heart condition but also had corona. And he's like, they didn't die from corona, they died from their heart condition. And it's like any like functional adult knows that like having a you know a disease like you know like a respiratory disease already, like a f- makes it more fatal by just adding fucking coronavirus to it. Right. So, like anyone you know with, that's Im- immunocompromised, that they're more at risk if they get coronavirus, basically. And yeah. Conservatives, especially Rush Limbaugh, apparently don't get that. You know, there are sometimes a multitude of factors that you know lead to death. So, like it's. It's possible to have like two more than one medical condition at a time. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, well, he has your, coronavirus. You can also have like diabetes and coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's but yeah, that's his big thing, and it's boring and it's bad. And like I said earlier, he tries like he's trying to um, tie it to like the AIDS crisis, where he was like, "Oh, everyone, everyone's fine with lockdowns now or quarantines now." But in the 80s, when the aid crisis, you thought it was discriminatory. And it's like, yeah, because people like you were talking about just quarantining gay people. Yeah. It's like it's different not... when we're all doing it. <laughs> You're just like, let's put gay people in camps. Well, that and like Ronald Reagan refused to talk about AIDS until like the last year of his presidency. See, and that's but he like. He didn't even acknowledge that it was a thing. Well, and that's like, another that thing he says, like in his weird rants he goes on where he was like, he's like, uh, Ronald, yeah, sure, Ronald Reagan didn't talk about AIDS, but, like, you people are like, oh, that's why it 
that's why it got so bad. And he's like, oh, you think him just talking about it can cure it? And it's like, you're being obtuse. That's not what anyone's fucking saying, you seepy asshole freak. Yeah. Like, no one's saying that. Like, you're, we're saying if he would have taken action, then it would have... There's the same complaints they have with Trump, where it's like, if you fucking assholes would have taken action earlier and put the right things in place, it has yeah, nothing to do with him. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Why do they think that, like, do they think, pres- like, he's the president of the United States. He can do a lot more. Like, do they think that the president can't do anything? Like, Well, and that's what's weird, is they, they say shit like that, but then they're also like, Trump's the... Trump's the most handsome, good, smart, big boy in the world, and he fucks good. And they're all, like, on this guy's dick about everything. But then they're like, what, did, what can he do about it? It's weird. And so that's been a show most of the time. Um, he does have this weird thing where I forget he has cancer at a caller, we'll call it. Because uh, his big claim is, like, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm super... Sh- I'm, like, a super studious person. Like, I watch every second of every press conference, and then someone will call it and be like, Hi, it's me, Tammy Sue from Kansas. I was wondering what Trump meant when he said this in this press conference, and I'd be like, oh, I really don't remember that because I was vomiting, and I like, <laughs> and I'll forget that he has, and I forget that he has cancer. So I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, you're probably on chemo, but it's like weird to hear him just be like, oh, I must have missed that part because I was busy vomiting in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, it's not a great show to listen to. He spent the first five minutes of the show Friday screaming about how Apple uh, hasn't released a new beta test yet. For what? Yeah, I don't what? know. Just I don't know what that means. I have, I, I have like an iPhone and iPad. I have fucking a MacBook, and I don't. I've never. I don't know what that means. But he was like screaming about it for five minutes, um, and then he had. <laughs> This clip where he was talking about what you can do with kids in uh, quarantine. Uh, and he has a um, series of children's books. Do you know about this, Amador, at all? No. Called uh, Rush Revere. And they're like, I'll let him explain it. Here's the clip. It's going to be long. I'm going to stop it. Uh, let me know. Uh, you need me to stop it. But I'm going to play as much as I can. Uh, okay. Ready? Let's go. For those of you homeschooling, you're now learning about it, how to do it. It's frightening. Uh, it's daunting. <laughs> getting a new appreciation for teaching. So here's what we have done. Now, many of you have become uh, home teachers now because your kids are home from school full time. And who knows how long that's going to be the case. And what kind of summer recess is there going to be? What kind of summer vacation is there going to be? So I mentioned earlier that we were working on a, uh, a page at RushReview.com and RushLimbaugh.com. Just stop it for like a second. I noticed this listening to a radio show in 2010, but he like lips licks his lips yeah. really fucking loud. <laughs> <laughs> Like right into the microphone, it's like really off-putting. He's like, I think a thing we'll notice uh, as we go farther along with this is a lot of these like, like uh, AM or these a lot of these like AM or FM radio guys or whatever the fuck they're on, 
have like so much just like dead air. There's like so many times where they're just like, yeah. And coming up next, we have calls from. It's like, what are you doing? Like, no one trained you to. Okay, <laughs> I skipped a little bit of it because I don't know how long he fucking just meanders about school. We devised a system to actually take the reader back. Here we go. Into that aspect of American history we were focusing on. Have them learn it by actually being there. Instead of just memorizing boring facts for a test, we wanted young readers to really experience history up close and to understand the most incredible story, the founding of the United States of America. One of the most incredible stories in... He, he, build, he needs to cut the fat on this bet. I, I, he's definitely building up to saying the Holocaust is a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we the all know about... Yeah. The Holocaust was a hoax. Slavery was good. Donald <laughs> McNabb sucked. <laughs> That's the My point. asshole does not seep cottage cheese. <laughs> He just goes back in time and he goes back in time like his enemy Michael J. Fox and just invents all the black people things. <laughs> That's the only thing Michael J. Fox did good was when he stole rock and roll from Chuck Berry. <laughs> all right, I'm going to play some more of this. All of mankind, the founding of the United States and by teaching it by actually being at the events that shaped the country. So how do we do it? We created the vehicle of time travel. We created the magic of time travel via an incredibly funny, snarky, smart aleck horse named Liberty. What? <laughs> we created a substitute teacher named Rush Revere. What? Who owned the horse, Liberty, although Liberty didn't feel owned. <laughs> Rush Revere was a substitute teacher at a middle school. Now, why Liberty is, why can he only time travel. Okay, hold on. What? Why isn't he like a teacher at a regular school? Why is he a substitute? Because he's homeschooling, Kenny. <laughs> it's it's weird because this, like, when I heard him say this, I was like, oh, that's Magic School Bus. Like you just made a right-wing magic school bus. <laughs> yeah. You have, like, a magical fucking teacher who... Rush Revere riding on his horse, Liberty. <laughs> a, a sassy, funny horse. Uh, that time travels. So let's get into... Oh, look, this next clip is very important, because uh, this is how the horse time travels. <laughs> the most incredible story. The found students from the Rush Revere Middle School would be let in on the secret, and of the United States and by teaching it by actually being at the uh, event. Yeah, wait, hold on. Is the, did he just say the middle school is named after him? A substitute <laughs> teacher? The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rush Revere created rides the vehicle of time travel. Okay, we on. created the magic of time travel. <laughs> I went, via an incredible I went, I went too a, far. He's a He's a substitute teacher at a high school, a middle school named after himself. 
<laughs> I went too far, so I'm sorry. This is gonna repeat a little bit, but I don't know. I don't want to miss the. I don't want to miss the best part. I want you guys to hear this. Incredibly funny, snarky, smart aleck horse named Liberty. <laughs> we created a substitute teacher named Rush Revere. <laughs> who owned the horse, Liberty, although Liberty didn't feel owned. Rush Revere was a substitute teacher at a middle school. Wait, he's like a horse abolitionist. Now, Liberty could only time travel to events in American history. Liberty could not do anything of it. Liberty could not go to the future. Liberty could only go to things in the past. It was a lightning strike that did something to Liberty that made Liberty able to time. All right, did you guys get that? <laughs> so this talking horse got struck by lightning and can now time travel, but only to the past. He's very Wait. clear. So how is he how does Rush how does Rush Revere get back to the day? <laughs> I'm not clear on that. He just I kinda want to back and back and back like <laughs> I don't know. That makes you're right, because so, it can't go in the, once it's in the past, then the present is the future, so and it can't go to the future. You're right. <laughs> Holy shit, from this fucking back. weird lightning horn. He discovered that like time's cyclical and things happen over and over and over again. <laughs> and he didn't mention it. He's just like, oh, that's just how America he's, was founded. And he's taking kids with them, too, so he's just like kidnapping kids and leaving them in like the fucking... <laughs> 1632 like BC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is where little Timmy stays. But think about that Rush Rivera has like traveled the entirety of time <laughs> and is like, did you know what happened in 1776? <laughs> <laughs> the most boring. Like he's seen God. <laughs> yeah, but he's made, taking these kids back on their weird, these weird right wing fucking. <laughs> Just watching like a bunch of Native Americans get slaughtered and being like, you know what they did, right? <laughs> just shitting on them as they're getting like shot with muskets, and his horse is just being <laughs> sassy. His fucking brain damaged lightning horse. <laughs> that's what's that's the craziest thing about it is this is literally the magic school bus, but instead of like a bus, he was like, what if a talking horse got struck by lightning? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna play a little bit more. I don't remember if there's anything more funny travel and so various students from the rush revere middle school would be you're right he does name the middle school after himself we just this is insane like no <laughs> no middle school would name itself after a <laughs> teacher like that doesn't happen you're yeah, like it's great and the substitute teacher that like you had one time in the middle school like man they were so good we're gonna make like a teacher in your own book holy shit dude let in on the secret and they would time travel back to various incidents in american history and each one of these was one of the books in the series in the first book rush revere and the brave pilgrims Rush Revere and Liberty and the crew of young readers land on the deck of the Mayflower. They learn about the exciting voyage to the New World. They learn what it was really about, how difficult it really was, where it really came from, why it happened in the first place. Liberty is, of course, cracking jokes about the poop deck. 
What? <laughs> of course. You know what the poop deck was, Snowden? Do you even know what the poop deck is? Well, the Liberty found out about it and thought it was very funny. Young readers get to meet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he has this, like, so I kind of really want to read this book because he's like, you know, we tell the real story of American history. So you know it's just, like, racist as shit. And there's, like, a bunch of weird... There's probably weird shit about, like, civilizing the natives and shit. Yeah, I... I'm having a hard time, like, picturing this shit. Just, like, a substitute teacher <laughs> gets the school named after him. And then he's like, hey, I have this time-traveling horse that's also really snarky and is, like, my Andy Richter and just makes... Poop dick jokes. Well, and I <laughs> like, worked. We're, we're trying to learn on the Mayflower. Well, and when yeah. I worked at a school, they wouldn't let like a substitute teacher just take kids on a field trip <laughs> either, <laughs> which is crazy. Like, I was like an actual employee at the school, and if I was like, I'm just taking these kids on a field trip, I'll be back like in an hour. They'd be like, "Fuck you, dude." No, where you go? We're we're going to the poop dick of the Mayflower. Yeah, so that's so that's what I was that's what I was gonna say. Is like Not you good. know, it's just Rush Limbaugh being like. Yeah, we went to this land and we taught these natives how to be cultured and civilized. And the horse is like, this is called the poop deck. And like, what do you think of diarrhea and doctor shit? <laughs> it's so weird. And you know there's just racism in this horse is just talking about shit. All right, I'm going to play a little bit more. You should school with a horse that's been struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah, that like, horse is brain damaged and shit. Class of like twenty kids to get on this fucking horse. We're gonna gallop backwards through time. <laughs> Hello, I'm your I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Rush Revere. The, you you know the guy your school is named after. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's all get on this horse. And I gotta go get back like a try. Or okay. Laptop. Okay, I'm gonna play a little bit more while you're doing that. To George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Abigail Adams, women. The women of our founding are prominently featured in the Rush Revere series. We've donated lots of copies to various schools, homeschoolers, and we've heard from teachers and readers all over the world sharing their stories about which adventures they like the most. Uh, parents, more often than not, write in to say how thrilled they are to see their kids reading and enjoying American history for the first time. Because, folks... These books, because of the, the invention of time travel with Liberty and the kids being able to ride Liberty's back back into time, they're actually there in these events. Wait, so are they going back one at a time? No, uh, Liberty's a huge... <laughs> a giant, like a quiet snail? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know, classes are, you know, there, there's too many students to a classroom, so there's like, like 30 kids on this horse's ass, and he just like gallops backwards on this time. brain damaged horse's back. <laughs> right. oh, and man. we don't make anything That's up, and we don't lie about anything, we don't create anything to advance an agenda. We, we don't make anything up in the book about the time traveling <laughs> horse teacher. <laughs> Right. We just want kids to learn the absolute truth as they can understand it in this age group about the founding of America. Five books in the series, every one of them, number one New York Times bestsellers. They have been approved by accelerated readers. They have received countless five-star reviews. <laughs> Back to I, 
I even won, you, you won't believe this, I even won a Children's Author of the Year Award. I even won a Pulitzer Prize for... <laughs> a short time back and nearly shut down the event in New York when I actually showed up to accept it. There's a lie. Now the books are geared for eight <laughs> But we've heard from people much younger and much older who love the books as well. It's amazing. There are adults who've read these books who have told us, we didn't know that, about some event in the founding of America, which doesn't surprise us at all. Who are these, who are these brain image ass adults <laughs> that are... They're ditto heads, man. They're, they also got struck by lightning. They're confused. <laughs> Yeah, they got struck by lightning and they're confused that Harambe hasn't turned into a human. <laughs> human yet. So. And they're like, they don't understand fucking Patrick Mahomes. And they're like, I thought black guy's going to play quarterback good. But anyway, I got to go. I got struck by lightning. I got to go back to 1337. And... I didn't know the Holocaust was a hoax. Hoax. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Gottlieder went to Auschwitz. There's no one there. <laughs> a wisecracking horse at Auschwitz. Liberty went ahead and took a selfie on the Danny Green. <laughs> Made a joke about boaters. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I do like how all these... I, this is probably going to be a theme with a lot of these fucking guys, where they just throw in weird shit about them showing about events and, like, shutting it down. Like, they're fucking Bruce Springsteen or Beyonce, and they just show up in places, like, fucking can't handle it. <laughs> like, like, I'm sure, like, at this Children's Book Awards, which I don't think he won, unless he, like, made it up himself. <laughs> uh, I'm sure if he showed up, people were like, okay. You were nominated for this thing. I don't know why you wouldn't fucking show up. But yeah, man, that's probably the best thing I heard from my uh, time listening to a show. The rest of it was a fucking waste of my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. But that if, was... if, you're, if you're bored in quarantine, do not listen to Rush Limbaugh's show. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure some of the other people will cover half more entertaining shows, but this guy is just like the most like boilerplate fucking right wing talk show host, and then he has weird shit like that, or the weird fake emails he reads himself on the air. It's only like good content, but it's by accident. But yeah, that I think he like takes that time traveling horse back in time. So that he can watch his friend make out with his girlfriend. <laughs> it's just him with a horse in the back of a fucking El Camino. It's just... <laughs> be super like, quiet, Liberty the Horse. Lip, you can fix anything, but you can't fix my seeping, plushuous asshole. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I'm still on the... Oh, go ahead. No, I just, I, I, yeah, no, he was the most boring. There was, like, nothing interesting happened his entire life. That's why I keep bringing up his asshole, because it's, like, the only thing. You know, it was, yeah. like, light at the end of the tunnel. It was just the most banal, boring, like, in, like, his hero, like, that guy, that radio host that he emulated was, like, I don't know why the fuck this guy's successful. 
So, like, reading about his life was the most banal, boring thing, except for his asshole cyst, which I enjoyed a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's not... Yeah, it it is a congressional medal of honor for, I don't know what, I think just agreeing with... Right, for agreeing with the president. I don't know why he got it. Because he's he got it because he got cancer and Trump wanted to honor him before he goes. I mean, good for him, I guess. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that State of the Union? It was unhinged. Like, the first, like, 20 minutes, like, in the first 20 minutes, he, Trump just, like, pointed out that uh, Juan Guaido was in the rafters and, like, everyone stood Oh, up yeah, to we were watching it together. We were, like... That happened, and I was like, I can't watch this shit. And then, like, it got worse. Then, like, Rush Limbaugh stood up, and Melania put that medal on his his neck, and it was weird. He also also had, like, Tuskegee Airmen there, shit, right? Oh, yeah, he did. And then... (laughs) It was that, and then he just, like, specifically, like, attacked socialism for a good hour, so... Yeah, that's when everyone still thought they were going to let Bernie win. Yeah. That's when they. That's when everyone was worried that democracy was going to... They were going to let it play oh. out the way it should have. Instead of putting a yeah. brain-damaged rapist and... <sighs> I, I saw a thing today that, like, a bunch of, like, uh, Democrats... Uh, prefer Andrew Cuomo to it's like that guy's not good at his job though yeah and we're for sure gonna cover his brother at some point uh one of those episodes COVID Chris yeah cause his brother's crazy <laughs> and he's like it's like he's hallucinating and seeing his dead dad and shit I is it Chris Cuomo the guy that got really mad cause somebody so, called him Fredo yeah he's like yeah. it's like the n-word to me an Italian <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? It's the character from The Godfather. I think it was like, out there you call me fucking Fredo. I'm going to throw you down a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was the first episode, I think. I think yeah. we got to wrap it up. And yeah, Rush Limbaugh, way boring. Um, <laughs> entertaining, but entertaining, but never on purpose. Is what I think I got from this. Yeah, other than his, like, leaky fucking butthole, I got no enjoyment out of Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> oh. I know, I thought that song parody was pretty funny. <laughs> but I also like the story about him being at a spin-the-bottle party and it landing on some girl just going, <gasps> and running away in terror. That's pretty good, Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was pretty much, they, they had a quote from his brother, too. And his brother said, like, yeah, no, I think his, like, being a fat fucking asshole that nobody liked in high school, that's, like, that's why he became a Republican. So. I mean, that seems to be the case. <laughs> so it's everyone else's fault. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, if they would have been nice to him like they were to the Grinch at the end, maybe he would have fucking become a, I don't know, a Maoist or some shit. Yeah, if everyone was nice to him, his leaky asshole would have finally stopped leaking. 
he wouldn't have to wear diapers anymore. <laughs> he, he would have like finally kissed a woman, you know, at thirty years of age. Does like everything kids? would have gone differently for him. Does Rush Limbaugh have any kids? No. So there's like no proof that he's ever had sex. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, there's a quote from his first wife because he was married four times. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, he got divorced a lot. His first wife said that she could never imagine him ha- being a father. Because he never came in her? Because uh, he's like a... <laughs> <laughs> I could never imagine him being a father because he'd never fuck me once. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, he would have me drive up to, like, Lover's Lane, and he would just, like, sit in the back of the car. And wait for someone to come and cuck him out. I have one other story from his high school years that's not... Uh, oh, he, was okay. at a, he was at a Wimpy's uh, burger restaurant. I guess it was, like, a franchise in the 60s. The fucking Popeye's guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He was he was pushing on a door. It was like a glass push door. <laughs> okay. And he fell through it and he like broke <laughs> <laughs> He broke the glass and had to be hospitalized. Holy shit. So like imagine like a fucking fat Shitty Rush Limbaugh <laughs> <laughs> walking into a burger restaurant. Fucking. <laughs> 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 fucking. You know, cottage cheese sipping out of his asshole. It's like gooping out of his ass. And he's like. <laughs> shuffle and like make sure none of that cottage cheese like falls out one of his pant holes no i think it was probably like a pool door and he was like pushing on it <laughs> he <felt nervous. laughs> and he broke it and then like this fucking fucking blue cheese came out of his ass <laughs> oh fuck i think he had like 20 stitches his like arm was completely <laughs> Cut the fuck up from the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think that's a good story to end it up. <laughs> Alright. That's been episode one. Alright, thanks for yeah, thanks for listening. Or Russell and Please hurry up and die. Alright, bye. <laughs>